Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. Ian, the professor. And the rich is back, baby. The rich is back for the second week in a row. I know. Can't get enough. When you've got a good thing going, why mess with it, right? I know. Seriously. Ooh, what's Cousin Max going to say? Oh. Starting the fight. Keeping the fight going, start, I would say. Start, I think it's kind of just in its, in its beginning. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's in its beginning stages. We haven't really got quite gotten up to the Thunderdome yet. I just want to be honest and say I enjoy both of your company, so... I prefer one of you to the other, but I won't say who. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Microbrew Review, where today we are starting the beer extravaganza with a little chiflet. Not the pumpkin. No, uh, it is the coffee stout this time. So we have not actually had chiflet since... great nose out of the bottle, I'll say. Just yeah? Oh, open. here. Hmm. Chiflet. Thank you very much. Uh, so we have an interesting combination this time. We have some coffee stout from Chiflet. Uh, we have some Brooklyn because as we were uh, discussing the barley wines, we brought up the fact that, you know, Brooklyn is a very reputable brewery that we almost never visit. I believe this is also a favorite of Cousin Max's. Oh, gosh. This is just getting better just, and better. We just like to cause trouble here. Oh, starting it back <clears throat> up. All right. I like that. Since someone That's right. Got... He thoroughly enjoyed the 120. Oh, hey. right. I, I, I say he you owes know, you. I can't that. be. He owes me for that, but I can't be too too mad because you know, the curio episode was it really helped it really helped me out and keep my my one aging bottle safe that I got to satiate <laughs> myself. It was your dream come true. You need to send us a list of your dream beers and see if we can incorporate them into your guest or serve them to cousin Max. I was gonna say I'm like the way things are going. You're gonna get a list of each of our favorite beers and serve them to each other just to start. It. Just to start it. It's like reverse bingo or something. <laughs> like, you sunk my beer ship. Just, that would be the greatest beer. You could set up like little like mini glasses, like eight ounce glasses. That's a good plan. Can we make a game? Sure. It's not even a normal drinking game. I believe it's game. called... Uh... Drinking? No, there's a... <laughs> it's called Battle Shots. Battle... Oh, yeah. Battle... I've seen Battle Shots. Yeah. yeah battle like Shots it. is pretty... Do it. I would like to say... I know that this came up last time, but I... I totally brought it and uh trivia is on it's on so uh, unlike donkey kong ex exercise your mental muscles for the next say 30 minutes before i whip out the trivia because we have not done this since christmas because it was such a traumatic event for us the last time we did it. <laughs> and as ian put it we needed some time off to read a few books um I've been reading. Good, good thing I did. Not. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I was just told there was trivia. I didn't understand there was reading involved. This is well, like high school. The reading was only necessary because we were so terrible at trivia. So we. Unfortunately, thought... the only person that did the reading was the one that's asking the questions today. <laughs> I don't know. You showed me a really nice collection of Beer Advocate magazines. Have you not read them? Have you just looked at the pictures? I do better with photos. <laughs> Ladies, that's why picture Maxim <laughs> is so popular. I understand exactly. Fine. You don't need, I mean, literally, just got that would be a picture book of beers. We're like that a short term visual species. You just have, like, instead of having a big long articles, you just have a picture of the beer being poured by a woman in a bikini, and then one sentence that says, you know, chocolate stout, <laughs> and then you test everyone afterwards. All right, the girl in the red one, what beer was she pouring? Chocolate. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Because her hair was It was black. red? Any Audi? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They could tell you, oh, what? She, what, the one with the blue eyes and the Audi and the two hoop earrings and the one tattoo that said slut right in the chest? That's a lot of details Which I probably one? wouldn't have seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, this is a beer podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome back. So the Chiflet, we made this joke. It's a coffee stout. We were thinking uh, very vibrant thoughts. We were in the middle of it. Um, I would call an epic weekend, which is only funny because it's following up your birthday weekend of also epicness. Um, but the Dashing Rogue, as many of you listeners are probably aware, also does beer pairing dinners. And we have been booked solid this weekend. So between... The beer pairing dinners, trying to sleep, buying new fresh ingredients, and then podcasting. We are kind of running on empty. Therefore, coffee stout was the perfect choice. Get a little kick in there. And somehow it's uh, got probably the lowest ABV we have ever, ever seen, ranking in at what, 5.6%? 5, 5. 5.7. 5.7. Oh, 5. We, we got 0.1 up. We need it. We, we need, need it. it. Um, and mostly this is because... When the podcast is over, Ian and I have to julienne some peppers and make some apple crisp. So if it were too high of ABV, we might lose some fingers and we have to prioritize, I guess. I love the cooking. We need those for later. (laughs) Julienne. Julienne. This mixing seems so much fancier. She was the first one to ever chop like that, so they named it after her. Well, it's usually what they do. Hopefully, I will find a new way to drink so that someone can, you know, name something after the beer mistress. That would be great. I don't know. I think there's there's plenty of shenanigans going around whenever beer drinking happens. Well, that's, true. that's true. So it kind of always always tends to happen with certain beers, especially the general beers that we usually drink that are much more potent than. Well, this we have currently. we have other things to follow it up with. Ian's mm-hmm. even got a special guest star if we um. Mm. If we get to her. If we get to her. She's going to sit quietly in the corner and await and our await. approval until then. The lonely girl at the prom until we walk up to her and make her evening. Yeah, but she's like the hot girl at the prom. It's so hot that nobody wants to ask her out, which is why she's lonely, because everyone thinks they don't have a shot. Mm-hmm. All right, Ian. I'm, you know what? I'm a very brave woman. Tell me why I should have her. Uh, okay, I don't really know. I've never had this beer before. <laughs> uh, it is an imperial Russian stout, uh, and everyone... That is her knows. name Svetlana? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it is the original recipe for the brew for the beer that was brewed in 1795 for Catherine the Great. Uh, so this is kind of where imperial stouts came from. Is Catherine the Great the it one who? It is brewed to perfection only once a year. Enjoy now, or allow to mature for up to 13 years. Oh my gosh, that makes her almost legal. Well, in nineteen in seventeen ninety five, like almost certainly legal. Who brews that? Uh, that was the courage. Is it the courage? courage? Yeah. Russian imperial stout. Nice. Mm. This is really gonna make your uh, your new beer tracking app blow up, isn't it? It's got a nice ten percent. Nice like yeah. three three point eight three rate beer advocacy rating there. Three eight three, really? Mm-hmm. She's That's- shocked. I am. This is my shocked face. <clears throat> I mean, for the most part, we don't talk about anything on here that's under a four. But if I'm going to have an event or have some friends over who are beer lovers, I prefer to probably serve 4.4 and above. So I already felt a little scandalous that we were serving a Chiflet, which is like, what, a 383? I think, the, I think it was lower than that. I oh. thought it was a 3.4. Oh. <gasps> Wow, but, but and you still came is, back for round two. Well, look well, at the, you go. <clears throat> well, the thing is, I, I look at it as, like I said, a lot of the beers that I've looked up, that only, I, of all the beers I've tried, even some ones that I've heard people talk rave reviews about, like I even, I think, like La Fin du Monde, I think, was maybe just barely a four. Which it makes me sad, because I think that's an impeccable beer. It just is 
vibrant and delicious and but I think the thing is like if you look at the averages like I, I found that most beers if they're averaging like to me a 383 if it's between like 35 and a four it's usually pretty good there's a rare occasion I've seen a beer that goes over that I think the most recent beer I had that was well over a four one of the highest rated ones I had was the stone vertical 12 12 12. <gasps> Did you like that? Delicious. We had that yesterday. Oh my gosh, was that only yesterday? Our lives are <laughs> endless. I just also had a really nice stone and it was released to exhibit how how fresh hops should be drunk very quickly. Where and was it that? Was, it's, the name of the beer is Enjoy by 21513. No way! That's <laughs> awesome! Uh, so they're doing a whole series of beers, but it's like... Like basically, the contract with the bars is if you haven't kicked it, you got to throw it out by that date. Wow! Because it expires. I and love it. That's a good it. contract because I've seen I've seen bars do hard things. Like case in point, this past Christmas, there was a um, at the was it Xfinity Live, the big thing that they opened up of all the restaurants and bars in right. Philly down by the sports complex. Uh, my friend got this kind of fruity Leinenkugel, and she's like, "Oh, this tastes really good. Try this." And Leinenkugels, it's yeah. It's, it's meh. It's meh. It's, so I tried it and I was like, oh, it tasted like fruit punch. I'm like, this is a strange beer. Why is this in December? I feel like this This seems so much more summery than any kind of beer. And I looked it up and it's like, available May through August. And this was <laughs> December. Yeah. And I went, I think someone had a keg left over in the bar. That happened to me. Um, <clears throat> to... Sometimes that's a happy thing. I just had a 120 that's been sitting around for a year and a half in a keg. Well, I think that's different. That's something that's more but designed see, that way. But see, 120 is made to age, whereas I was oh, at yeah. you don't TJ's, want yeah. and they had Pliny the Elder, and I was so excited, and I had one sip, and I was like, what's wrong with your Pliny? And mm. the guy looked at me, and I was like, well, no, I'm telling you, I know what Pliny is supposed to taste like, and I know that everybody wants it. Where'd you get your Pliny? And he's he looks a little sheepish, and he's like, well... It was left over from Beer Week like four months ago. And oh, been, I was like, you don't age Pliny. Honey. If I knew it was eight months old, I wouldn't have gotten the Pliny. Like, why didn't you tell me? Your bars get a little freaked out, I think, when you when you call them out like that. Because I think they're not yet used to that. The well, the same is stuff. true for cleaning their lines, though. Oh, yeah. I've really been reading up on that. And it's every two weeks. <laughs> it's so important. It really <laughs> is. Tria does it every week. And you have to, I mean, face it. What's the variety of flavors that are coming out of there? Yeah. So, I mean, A, for sanitary reasons. But B, because you can't be mixing. It can you know, affect the flavor. Well, that was like yeah. I told you. With hops if you're getting like weird yeast strains stuck in yeah. there. And you're pouring it out into another beard. It's just like. It'll make things taste weird. Well, like I said, I was excited the one time I went to. Um, this one bar um, outside of Maniunk. I won't name it because normally they're very good and they have a good selection of, of, of beers. Um, but they had three philosophers on tap. I'd, that I, almost I'd ne never happens. I, yeah, I've never, ever had it on tap. And I was like, this is great. And he poured me one and I took first sip. And I'm like, I didn't want to call anything out. But I'm like, this, um, it's a little funky. this shouldn't be tasting any remotely almost hoppy. Is yeah. what I got from like, this is nowhere near... And in my head, I'm going, maybe it's because it's on tap. But I'm like, my other side of my brain's going, just keep nah. convincing yourself and not trying to be a dick and calling them out on it. But Well, and there's also that moment where, and, and this happens more in bottles for me, and, and it's rare, thank goodness, but beer is just like wine. Every once in a while, you're going to get that bottle that something's just off. And a good, a good bar will say, oh, you know what? You're right. There's something wrong with this. Let me replace it. 
Um, it's harder to do to enforce that. You know, you can't just look at your server and say, when's the last time your taps were cleaned? Because that's yeah. not a normal question. Well, because most of the time they're just like, I can also, tell you about the filet. They don't necessarily know. know because yeah. They're not in charge of that. Yeah, that's not their job. They're in charge yeah. of making sure that they settle up at the end of the night and get tipped out and mm -hmm. provide good service. Yeah, know the and know basically the menu. Their their job is more know the food than sure exactly or what beer pairs with pairs that food. food. Mm -hmm. Going back to our epic weekend. Um, <clears throat> so last night, Ian and I had a beer dinner that we served for several different folks in the media in the central Pennsylvania area, which was a lot of fun. And uh, the girl who called me up to say, hey, would you be willing to come out and do this for us? Is actually been a beer and wine writer for the last 10 years. So she really knows her way around, you know, the, the beer scene and the new clubs and, and what's worth knowing. Also, Verlin, if you're listening, we think that you and she should... Uh meet up at some point yes chat. we did tell her all about you and why we think you guys would be very good friends so if if you're if sarah gives you a shout out on facebook or something please uh please talk to her because we think you get along great uh but what i didn't ever think of before this is you know we went in we prepped we were ready and there was a snowstorm so we were actually ready for her guests like an hour before anyone started arriving and we're very rarely that on the ball i mean we're prepared we you know we know what we're getting into but we just had a little cush time because everyone was moving a little slower and work was getting out late and all of this. And we start talking about all the free things that people send her because she writes, you know, about beer and wine. And she starts going down this laundry list of all of the different hangover cures and hangover preventers that people have sent her. And I was, it never crossed my mind that this is actually like it's a whole industry. industry. Yes. I don't basically it's a lot of vitamins and basically yeah. what she said is it doesn't really work and all of them say stay hydrated so right. which is like the main <laughs> hangover prevention is like hey if you're gonna drink a lot of beers drink a water in between every one or at least every other one you know just keep drinking water well it's like it's like all those crazy like all the crazy pills you see at the checkout at like 7-eleven you'll see like the hangover cures and like it's like a five five hour energy like you know last longer and then hangover prevention it's like all in that same right it's like start of the night where you hope the night goes and the next day right in a the line there was a little bit of everything from like the little five hour energy looking shots you know like two or three ounces of vitamins that you just chug between it's like after every three drinks have one of these and also five glasses of water um one of them that they started using in the middle of our beer dinner a, which a patch it was a patch it's kind of a glowing endorsement really <laughs> that was pretty terrific i suppose uh, we should check in with them see how they're doing today see if it works that yeah. would be a really good thing but you know i feel like anyone that uses a patch for a hangover i should just take it and smack it right on your forehead and just be like all well, right we put it on a hairless part that's that was it says clean dry well, and hairless part of your body or your foreheads i mean how hairy is someone's forehead no, that's what i'm saying that would yeah. be a great spot if you're going out to a bar to meet guys you don't want to put a patch on the middle of your forehead no but if you're using a patch then you're probably that dumb you would listen to me and put it on their forehead. <laughs> hey if the patch so. works for birth control i can't imagine why it wouldn't work for I, you want to see them side by side, don't you? If this woman's patch... Then you know she's committed. She's yeah. got two, patch, she's got two like, patches. I'm ready for this girl. It's going to be a good night. Let's bring it. Slapping one on each arm. She doesn't need the... Or, or, or in the back. She doesn't... Like, you already you're like, she doesn't have a tramp stamp. She's got two patches on right in the back there. Nice. Right, so, one for each dimple. What I learned, and I know we were talking about beer advocate ratings. What I learned is that the number is 
okay if I have to make a split second decision on a purchase, but I really prefer the write-ups a lot more, which is why I do my own beer reviews because if you read mine, I do not give them a number. Not out of five, not out of a hundred, not out of anything. I just, I want to reflect the beer as it is and not have to commit to a percentage or a grade or whatever. Um, when I read the write-up for the Chiflet, it really wasn't that bad, but people were sometimes a little unsure of how to process the coffee flavor. And I think part of it is the front of the label says with, what, artificial coffee extract or something. Which Not artificial. Coffee. It's, it's, it's coffee brewed extract. with, it's a stout with coffee extract. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So it's basically like a constant, it's like espresso is probably in there kind right. of to a certain extent. Exactly. Which is fine. I mean. Or like a reduced. There's plenty of stouts. Coffee. There's plenty of nice, dark, rich beers that have coffee extract in them. Um, but it, I think it affected a lot of people's ratings just from reading their summaries because they felt that it was artificial somehow. <laughs> and I don't know that I agree. It doesn't taste. I've been enough places that you have, you know, Nescafe or just Edwater coffee or whatever. Right. This is, I think it's a little flatter than I was expecting. But at the same time, I don't know that I want a coffee beer that's full of bubbles. So I don't know that it's bad. It was just not what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, this, as, as far as most stouts, I mean, stouts are usually one of my favorite, or actually, they, not usually, they are pretty much one of my favorite styles, top two. As far as if I were to choose or so if someone waved. So top one waved, is Belgian? Belgian. Triples. 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 Oh, if there's, if there's a triple or a stout, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be like, please. And that's how I, I've tried so many different ones. Just like, I'll look and, and, and that's where my eyes go. They'll go to any kind of separate aisles. Like, uh, well, for example, like the the place where I saw the beer mistress's email address listed, making me realize again she doesn't know where I live at the beer store that is within a five-minute walk of my apartment. Well, it's cold <clears throat> out. You don't want to walk right now. Um, it was nicer when I walked to it and saw your name there. <laughs> but they have uh, the, the Greeks, is what it was, their little beer store attachment, and they have everything divided up by style. So, of course, I look and see style divided. That pretty much, and, and this may be good or bad, that I kind of just ignore everything else and just go right there to just try different styles and that. But with, with this here, I probably, it's not bad. Um, coffee is usually not my most favorite kind of thing. I don't drink coffee. I, I do like some stouts that use it, but when it's not as um, dominant a flavor, and it's fairly as dominant here being that they use extract, as Ian said, a little more concentrated. Well, and I think that our next podcast guest, and I, we have alluded to this before, <laughs> but it is the first time after almost five months that I'm welcoming another lady onto the podcast mm. uh, our next podcast guest uh is jordy who has requested a breakfast beer oh um and no offense to her but she's not getting it because today we're having <laughs> coffee stout so on the next episode we're not having a breakfast beer uh that being said ian and i are huge fan we we brunch a lot i would say more than the I average love brunching i would say more than the average american we brunch um but we either have mimosas or we have a breakfast beer. And for this, even though I definitely taste coffee, I still don't think breakfast beer. Um, maybe it's because I believe my first breakfast beer ever was the Life and Limb. It's a nice And it's beer. delicious, but it's also complex and heavy. And it just, for me, as I'm not typically a breakfast eater. 
So there was something about it that it was kind of like breakfast in a glass. Like it met every need you had for, for what you were having. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, though it tastes like coffee, it's also quite light. I drink my coffee black. And this is this is almost like a, a coffee beverage instead of a, you know, black espresso, which I do actually order more than you would think. I just think flavor-wise for me, it's, it's like, like I was um, trying to say is that it's not bad. I wouldn't say it's anything. I wouldn't down this beer if it's someone offers it. It's not your curio. But it's, yeah, it's not, it's not something that I would, that after, after doing this, for me, I wouldn't be like, you know, oh my God, that stat was amazing. I'm going to go get that. There's going to be other ones that are going to be way above the tier that's going to draw my eye more than this one. So living in Pennsylvania until recently, I think a great example of how I determined if I liked a beer or not was would I buy a case of it? Because that that was kind of your only recourse. If you if you saw, if you had a beer that you, at a bar that you hadn't tried before, and you drank it, the question after that is, do I want a case of this? Because you could only buy it by the case, and I think in a way that made me more selective. Because if I could get a bottle of it, sure, maybe I buy another bottle of it or a six pack of it. Yeah, why not? But if I have to commit to a whole 24 bottles of a certain kind of beer, I have to really love that beer. Or have a lot of friends who are gullible. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy beer for them. <laughs> it's a waste of my money. Well, especially like, if, it's, if it's a beer that I've made. That's a good criteria. But if it's a, And especially if it's a beer that met that criteria, you don't want to share it with your friends because that's yours. Yes. Exactly. That's so I precious. found that I, I would always buy really excellent beers. Uh, and and my, my idea of excellent has certainly grown over the years as I've tried more and more stuff and, and learned more about it. But when most people had, you know, Miller, I had Yingling. When most people had Yingling, I had River Horse. When people started buying River Horse, I had Lagunitas. It's, it's kind of like my, my clothes shopping as well. When I was a kid, I shopped at Gap, and then I shopped at, you know, Banana Republic, and now I shop at Brooks Brothers, and <laughs> I hope one day I'm shopping at Hugo Boss or something. <laughs> Uh, pink yeah Thomas Pink it's that idea of like once you have something that's a little bit nicer that kind of starts to become your norm and when you buy $20 cases of beer and then all of a sudden you're buying 60 and it's like oh it's only 60 cool because you buy every once in a while a $100 case of beer and that's but exactly then, what but then like me. the $100 cases of beer become norm and then you and you're like oh yeah yeah it's just 100 bucks that's norm and then you see those ones for 60 and you're like peasant beer <laughs> I feel like you were going somewhere with this. You said up until recently. Well, I was just saying how, well, up until recently, because now, now we have bottle shops. You can buy a ah, six-pack okay. of something. So. You're just being happy that you have options. Yeah. I was also pointing out uh, the way that beers are rated. You know, yeah, maybe it got a 3.4 on Beer Advocate, but that has really nothing to do with what kind of, or even how good that beer is. Right. Like, hey, this is a, this is a coffee stout. Cool. And maybe somebody gave it a three because they had another coffee stuff that was so much better. And right. if that was a five, then this has to be a three. But who says they're right? That's, and that's what I was going to get to with, uh, with Shannon, what you were talking about, how when you review them, you don't like to give numbers. And that's always, to me, like one of the toughest things. Like uh, someone asks you, oh, rate these five movies. And the minute you say out of like five stars, the minute you give something five stars now, that's now the bar. You've just yes. called that one thing perfection. Right. So what happens if you all of a sudden see something and your perspective goes, well, that was better than this, but this is five stars, but I can't go any higher than five stars. And it doesn't, it, it, 
it makes a lot of times those number ratings can get fairly arbitrary and can get And confusing. I find that most of them just <clears throat> tend to be average. Because when you have something and you have so many people weighing in on it, because Beer Advocate, anyone can rate a beer. We could go on and blindly rate two dozen beers right now without looking or having tried them or knowing anything about them. And that rating would get counted. So basically, if you have enough ratings from enough random people, most of them should end up somewhere Just between because you're writing on Beer Advocate four, doesn't mean you're a beer connoisseur. Yeah. Just doesn't make you a beer lover or even someone who understands what they're drinking. And that's that's a very good point. I never really thought of it that way. I drink way. Miller Lite all the time, and I tried this, and it was terrible because yeah. it didn't taste like Miller Lite. Okay, <laughs> cool. You're right. It didn't. Let me tell you this. But your zero stars mean nothing to me now. Right. Uh, last night... They sat us down on camera and interviewed us after the event and sort of put us a little bit on the hot seat. We did it one at a time. It was a really big, comfy, comfy seat that was difficult not to sink into. Right, because after six hours on our feet, we were like falling asleep on the camera. (laughs) This chair is huge. Jason saw pictures, and since he knows us better than, you know, the average person, he was just laughing. He's like, I can tell how tired you guys were. You know, we made it through the whole dinner. We did all of the dishes. And then they put a camera in our face. And it was like, oh. Well, they let us sit down first, which yeah. is the problem. That was, that's true. That's true. Uh, but they asked us each separately, what's your go-to beer? What is your desert island beer is the way that we like to talk about it or whatever. Ian give a, gave a way better answer than I did. Like, he actually answered the question. I talked around it for three minutes because I never want to you commit. You gave the political answer? Yeah. Well, you see, trying to judge a type of beer is kind of judging the whole beer as itself. And as a society, do we want to judge beer in that manner? He doesn't say what beer you want to. Well, I see I love beer. Actually, I think what happened was I gave like 14 different answers because it depends. It depends on what's the weather outside. What's what kind of day did I have? What did I have yesterday? What's for dinner? I'll, you know, like what hemisphere is this desert island I think in? Asking your favorite beer is different than your desert island beer. True, true. But or your go-to beer, uh, and my answer may have been quicker, and it may have been an actual beer, but it wasn't necessarily true. Because you can't because go to it. Because it's not my go-to beer, because I can't ever find it. <laughs> it's the beer I would love to go to all the time. She's like that girl who got away, and you hope that next There's year when she so comes back into them. town that she, you still really like her. I do. <laughs> I do still like her. Oh. And I miss her. What beer is this? I don't know if I know this. Hill Farm said Double Citra. <laughs> we're go- we're oh, going to drive to Vermont for this one and only purpose. I'm pretty Fly. sure. Why? <laughs> You like to drive. drive. Make it an adventure. About 14 hours. We'll do something in the car, like count cows between here and there. <laughs> something, it'll be fine. <laughs> How about this? We'll podcast in the car on the way to Vermont. That would be epic. Oh, when Cousin Max and I drove down, I, I we may have mentioned it, but we had a awesome running discourse that would have been a great podcast. But I'm sure if we were mic'd, it never would have happened as it did. Tell me more. What was the topic? Oh, it was, of this it was nothing. We were just talking about everything, though. But like, had it been recorded, it would have been very valuable, interesting, fun information. To I think that's why you don't just mic it. You just set the recorder on the dash and just say go and yeah. see where it evolves. I think that's how reality TV happens, with an actual reality without being and scripted. It never really evolves. It usually devolves. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I really have so little patience for reality television. Honey, boo boo time. Unless it's like a cooking show, I like those. <laughs> Well, but that's not reality. It's just... Iron Chef? Oh, my gosh. Chopped? Iron Chef! Today's secret ingredient! 
I love it. I love okay, the host. No, just... I'm sorry. When I was in college, that was oh, all right. So I was a terrible college student. <laughs> I would be an amazing college student now, but I was a terrible college oh, student. Oh, I would be so much worse now. Who was determined to get I'm over my $38,000 a year in education and make it worthwhile. And therefore, like, Way to brag about I it. stayed in every night and I worked for my double major and I didn't do anything illegal or improper or drunk, drink underage or any of that. So... On Saturday nights in college, I stayed at home and watched the Japanese Iron Chef, which is maybe why I love to cook now. But I remember thinking they were like the most exotic ingredients and would I have the nerve to really try all these things, et cetera, et cetera. I was just waiting for the one dude to yell at that one guy that kept interrupting every five seconds. Kui-san! Kui-san! <laughs> now you see she's doing this and like the guy's trying to con- like con- complete a thought and this dude every five seconds, excuse me, Kui-san! Would you shut up? I'm trying to talk for... I want to explain myself. So I was in Uganda the other week. Yeah, that's a normal sentence. <laughs> yeah. I, was gonna uh, I was down in Uganda. The you guys Uganda? English language television I could find was the British mm-hmm. version of the Food Network. And I'm laying in bed one night just... I'm lonely. I'm sad. I'm homesick. Thank goodness. I love thirsty. food. This <laughs> is exactly... Yeah, thirsty because there's no good beer there. Um what's keeping me company but the iron chef and i'm like awesome it's the american version this is this is exactly what i needed and the guy comes out and announces this is the secret ingredient <laughs> soft pretzel no better hot dogs <laughs> i'm like the people in japan who invented the show have just died a little on the inside that we have just hot dogged their show <laughs> like, yeah. one thing is the kind of thing is is that is that you look at it one, one of two ways Either A, really hot dogs, or B, if they can turn a hot dog into a bar of gold, then you deserve some Iron Chefness right there. Because it's a hot dog. I mean, it's it's like saying, we're going to make an exquisite dinner from Scrapple. I, mean, <laughs> I saw one where the, the whole theme was like ballpark, and so they did... Like hot dogs and pulled pork and stuff. Well, like that. but a theme where you can go all over is one thing, but five courses made from hot dogs that is also supposed to be fine dining. I wasn't. Hey, I, if a New York restaurant can make a hundred dollar hamburger, I think they can uh, try. Barclay Prime does a hundred dollar cheesesteak. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. I forgot we so maybe mentioned that before. It also comes in a half bottle of Dom. That helps. <laughs> I've never had that. I was looking at that today. I was trying to figure out which. That's ninety five dollars. No, it's made with Kobe beef and. Uh, I've only had Kobe maybe once. Truffles. It's got like some phenomenal <clears throat> mushrooms in it, and the cheese is excellent. I never ordered it, but I always want to. But when I'm there, I'm just like, well, why wouldn't I get a steak instead? That's like one of the things, like, maybe I'll go in for lunch one day and be like, I'll take the cheesesteak. All right, I'll give you this. Right now on Facebook, we have 215 followers, which in our world is kind of exciting because we only know, like, 150 of those people. So where the rest of y'all are coming from, we have not yet figured out. Tell your friends, though. When we hit 1,000, I will take you out and we will go get that cheesesteak. Challenge accepted. Is that fair? You need to po- and that should be a podcast. You need to bring the mics and every bite for bite of him describing the hundred dollar cheesesteak. Nom 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 nom. I just I don't see any. Re- I love celebrating life and forget the arbitrary you know Valentine's Day crap or sure it's some random holiday that a president one hundred and fifty years ago decided was important. You know what? In our world, a thousand followers is fantastic. Let's celebrate it. Let's do it. I was happy when my comedy group got three hundred. I was like, Wah! 
I mean, sure, I probably knew like 150, at least half of them I knew, but. That's our still. favorite moment. I'm pretty sure we text each other like elated at 4.30 in the morning when we get new Twitter followers that we don't know. Like, who well, is like, this person? Yes. Why are they following The us? first thing we do is check with the other person. Do you know this Twitter follower? And then no? it's usually like stunned outrage slash joy. I'm like, why? <laughs> why would they want to? Who, who am I that they want to? Leave me alone, people. But follow, follow, follow. Yeah, don't, don't listen. But Highly follow. entertaining. <laughs> I just hate, I just hate on Twitter when you get the bots because you get really excited. You're like, oh my god! And you look and you're like, sweet Susie at porn dot fu dot ck. Never had one of those things. They, uh, they always follow. We have real people follow. Oh, you got at least <laughs> one do, bot. Actually. Nope. Everyone gets. Look, we have bot. something to strive for. Yeah. The first time we I'll, get a I'll bot let you know following. When I get my first bot, bot. Fo- bot following. Then you tweet back at him. It'll be good. It'll be like, hey, Susie, what's your sign? Susie Woods? Some of them you can get responses back because the way they program them is to make it seem like as real as possible. So I know that I have spent most of the last, well, I'm going to say most of 2013 as the baby tomato, but I would like to move past my chiflet and try something else that you have deliciously selected for me. Does that seem attainable? Move. Move on up. We're moving on Moving on up to Brooklyn? Where the Brooklyn at? Where the Brooklyn at? Got to make a Biggie Smalls reference if I mention. Or Jay-Z. You can make Jay-Z references with Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn black chocolate stout. This sounds delicious. I I have to say, when you told me what was on on tap, I kind of was anticipating this one a little bit. On tap, that is something to strive for. God, wouldn't it be great to have three beers on tap in your own home? (laughs) I've watched enough of those kitchen makeover shows now where I'm pretty sure that I just want to build. And I don't mean, oh, I want to have a bar in my basement that has a draft. I mean, I want to build like a wall that has, you know. See, they'd go bad, though. You You could only really have two or three is the problem. We talked about this, though. Ian and I... I know we like to entertain and know we like to drink, but we also love variety. And we love to go out and find new stuff. And there's no way that we're going to have, like, even a sixth of something and be able to kill it quick. What if we just employed, say, a collection of home brewers and we had a... Like a calendar where we rotated and said, you know, every six weeks we want one new sixtal of something. That's fine. And like, I mean, we could have like a monthly like blowout, like, hey, kick the keg party. But I'm saying it wouldn't be as easy as. Ian was trying to school me earlier on the fact that not everyone's life is quite as. Amazing. That's a great word for it. I was going to say busy as ours. (laughs) Um, Just in that whole idea of I basically. My weekends are full. And weekends? I do more work on the weekends than I do in real life. Yeah, okay. So my life is packed Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday from now until the middle of April. That's what, two, two and a half months coming up that I, I, don't, I don't have a free day. You can't call me. Richly, I, I think you're fantastic. You are a great company. You could not she call me and up. say, I'm mm. having this great mm. party or we should go to happy hour or... Fill what in if, the blank. What if Kevin Sorbo was going to be there? Can I be honest? I don't know who that is. What? what? Hercules, The Legendary Journeys? Blank wow, stare. Wow, blank stare. I feel stare. like that's a show you would have watched. I know. <laughs> no, I truly have no Dude, idea Dude, that and Xena Warrior Princess back to back. Hercules? I remember 
Back when I worked at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair and we have themed weekends, we used to have a Hercules and Xena lookalike weekend, and that was the most traumatic time Did to the work. the tall, oh, handsome, long, blonde-haired guy usually win? Because that's Kevin Soto. Usually it was the 400-pound guy wearing a fabric diaper. I was about to say, I'm like, please tell me there was like a 400-pound Xena there making the like the screeching la, 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 noise walking around because that it would was, be funny as hell. I could not. The first time that sorry, the heck. schedule came out and there was not a... Hercules and Xena look like weekend on the calendar. I did cartwheels, which is amazing because I've never done a cartwheel in my whole life. But I, it was, it was like, oh, my eyes do not need to be raped this year by all of that inappropriate nudity. Well, because that's like that, that's like borderline. That was like one of those shows that the you know everyone went nuts at like things like Comic Con and stuff like that. So you're gonna get the nuts that are wearing stuff that really no one. I mean, I'm a big guy. I know not to wear tight leather pants. But if you're gonna, you're gonna commit to it. I know a girl that looks great in tight leather pants, though. I have some, but I know you don't mean me because I've never worn them. <laughs> you just have them? I happen to say you have them. What I meant, worn them in front of him, but oh, I, okay. I mean, I have them. She's been a, a silent uh, studio audience member of ours. Ha <laughs> Okay. I have narrowed it down to three, and I bet I can pick which one it is. <laughs> So, Everyone. it's trivia time. Ah, da, 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 That's da, why I need da, my pen, because I can't keep score da, 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 without the da. trivia. You need, like, a theme song be, be played underneath when you're entering trivia. Come on. Get with it. All right. So, I have a we couple of rules, oh, because... One, actually. Do you have a theme song for the, the trivia? Harp. We do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Ian used it in a while. very kindly requested the uh, a trivia sound effect, and uh, I, I scoured the, the internet. Can't tell why. Because it sounded very... Trivia-y? <laughs> I don't know. I do want to say this. This is exciting. Look, there's hope, guys. So what got me into podcasts, there were two different ones that I would listen to. Uh, mm -hmm. One was called How Stuff Works. Uh, and one was called uh, Things You Missed in History Class. Oh, that sounds fun. And those two things like would get me through a lot of long drives back when I um, would go to Connecticut a lot for my good friends and stuff like that. So... Recently, after watching an episode of Idiot Abroad, which is one of my absolute favorite travel Love shows show. ever, <laughs> I saw that uh, How Stuff Works is now a show, like on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, that's and what I thought you were talking about. I it thought... freaked me out because I didn't realize, like, I heard their voices first, and I'm looking at their faces, and I don't recognize their faces, but I recognize their voices. And at the point in which I'm like, oh my God, my two favorite podcasters now have their own TV show? Hey. Guys, there's hope. We could do this someday. You That'd know? That'd be fantastic. Could. An oh. Idiot Abroad, season three. They're going to have Willow. It's going to have, uh, it's going to be great. He's going to have a partner in crime with him. I've already started watching it. Have Is it already not? on? Oh, yeah. What? DVR, Saturday oh. Nights. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. You're probably I'm missing so, it right I'm now. I'm so actually. behind right now. <clears throat> I have to ask, Ian, why do you keep taking pictures of beer bottles? Uh, I recently, actually, after last night, found out about this app called Untapped. There's no E. It's uh, U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Okay. So what does uh, that And it, cool it like tracks that. the beers that you drink and also has an awesome achievement factor of which I've only achieved level one, having just downloaded the it The night is night. young. Give us some time. And it was welcome newbie achievement. <laughs> um, but it, it does keep track of all the beers that you've tried. So I think that is a great thing for us because we try so many different beers and... You also have, there's a little section where you can take notes, what you think of the beer. You can also rate it between one and five bottle caps. Ha! Funny. Uh, since we were on the topic, 
But I, I think that's really great to leave a quick little note like, hey, I'd try it again. Didn't really like it. Didn't care for it. Doesn't really matter what it is. Well, and you Just should also maybe say, did you have it? it on draft or on the bottle? Sure. So if you see it again, the Well, that's why way. I'm taking a photo of it because if it's a photo, clearly it's from the bottle or is there a glass of it that I got at a right. bar. So Neat. I did but think I, that was pretty cool. I think it'll cool. be a fun way of, of tracking the beers that we drink, the, the stuff that we podcast about, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think it's a, it's a, what's what's neat. It's a, a little achievement, giving you an achievement scale. Everyone, everyone loves any kind of reward. No matter how old you get, you love a gold star. And I think that's what's what's what makes this different. I prefer white gold. White gold, well, matches you a little bit better. Brings out your eyes. Brings out my eyes. <laughs> but um, so far, I've been rated. Don't encourage him. <laughs> you don't need to encourage. As me. here, I am here it. for encouragement. And you know what? It's because he can see your eyes now that you cut your hair. Mmm. Snap. Even more beautiful but uh because like i you said i usually use the what my brother-in-law showed me which was the beer buddy which gave like beer advocacy rating description etc so but nothing like generally fun but it had a good value as far as what kind of beers you could scan stuff in and list your favorites what you've tried what could be on tap like you heard about something you can save it so you don't forget it after you try some idea Whatever, after you try so many, you're just like, when people talk to you and tell you about different beers, you're like, wait, what was that one that I talked about? I mean, I, it was pretty cool last night since we had such a collection of beer lovers is we would be making the courses and you could hear them having, you know, uproarious, fantastic conversation and laughing at each other. And, you know, you could tell they were good friends. And then we would come out and we would serve the food and we would offer up the beer and explain the pairing. And we'd go back into the kitchen to start working on the next course, and it would go from this very loud, you know, boisterous conversation to very quiet for like two or three minutes. And at first I said, you know, afterwards when I'm talking to the hostess, I said, oh, it was a compliment to me that, you know, we would be serving you, and then all of a sudden it got quiet while you were trying everything out. And she said, oh, no, we weren't eating yet. It got quiet because we were taking pictures for Twitter and we were logging it all into Untapped so we knew what we were drinking. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> on there, everyone's like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it. That was really cool for us because we offered them five beers while we were there and three of them, for our hostess at least, who's had hundreds of beers on there, three of them were new that she'd never had before. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we got to, you know, introduce her to these new beers was pretty cool. That is cool. That's why. Well, I have to say, introducing to, to new beers, like I have not had um, this Brooklyn before, but uh, definitely uh, moving past what I said about the uh, about the shoe fly. I know it's shoe fly. I just like calling it shoe fly. You can. It's um, fine. That this is delicious. This is uh, <laughs> this now this back to where like would I buy a case of this? Um, I think I might. I think with this, this could be a good. I might because this is more of a beer I could see stocking it to where I know. Um, friends of mine would would also drink it because I have some friends that are that are moving up in the in beers, like uh, that's how I find out what other you have friends who are achieving new badges. In the yeah, beer world. new 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 bad. Well, at least new badges for me because I think out of most of my not not saying all my friends because it it depends on what group we're looking at. Obviously, I have the group of of you uh, of you fine people that are very uh, much more well versed in beers and whatnot than I am. Uh, but in my like close immediate group of friends that I grew up with, I'm probably the one that that kind of goes forward with a lot of beer, and kind of says, "Oh, try this, check this out." But um, more of my friends have been always texting me when they try something new, and it's funny seeing a lot of other like regular chain restaurants like Uno, right? Uh, carrying Pizzeria a ton Uno of stuff. actually has fantastic. Yeah. 
beer selection. Yeah, their beer is actually. I'm good for them though. I forget. I think I was looking at like Tap Finder or something, and I saw all these beers, and I was like, "Oh, where's that?" And I was like, "Pizzeria Uno." I love I know. Well, my Chicago told me. beer. All right, I'm sorry. I love Chicago <laughs> pizza. I will, if I have the option, I will take a layover in Chicago just because O'Hare Airport still has a few places where you can get good Chicago beer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know where my priorities lie. Just go with it. Just say it. We'll just nod, smile, and drink our beer. There was a time when I was flying to LA from Philly and I got the layover in O'Hare and I actually, it was like 8.30 in the morning and I'm going around looking for a pizza. I'm like, I don't want a breakfast pizza. I want a right proper Chicago pizza. Could you imagine like a deep dish breakfast pizza? I bet we could make one and it would be delicious. That would be amazing challenge just layers of bacon laid just out do you like do you like the quilted bacon on top oh, we have yet i think we were doing that tomorrow ian and quilted i are bacon. having breakfast venison wrapped in bacon because you suggested it it's your oh, fault richly wrapped in bacon good. all right it's time for trivia have hey, you real quick yeah. i just want to say i think this is a great example of why the rating system is slightly flawed this is a great beer i really like it i don't get super amounts of chocolate from it if i okay. do it's a dark chocolate it's a little yeah. more bitter right more importantly, I like the 1050 better than I like the stout. Uh-huh. They're two different stouts. I would rate the 1050 higher because I like it more, but that doesn't mean that this is a bad beer. I That's don't I like it. Say. You don't like this? No. I'm very actually I would rather have more of the Chiflet. Really? really? <laughs> I knew you'd both be surprised <laughs> by that. I was kind of holding on to that nugget of information. I've had a it few sips now. It was quite literally in stereo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I um I there I don't like much at all about it actually. I'm glad I have the little glass right now. Uh it's it's bitter. It's um the water is But it has that nice dark un- chocolate bitterness to it. And I find I love dark chocolate. I don't like this. If you if you close your mouth and breathe out and taste that flavor, that's where I get the chocolate from. See for me it's got it's for me it had this this to me seems much more of a, much more of a flavor that I enjoy. More than the Chiflet. This is less that. than a stout, less of a stout to me. Um, it, right. I don't know. What quartery. is the ABV on this yeah. one? I'm sorry. Ten percent. Really? This is yeah. This is more of a. This is this is back to the norm. All right. Man, seven. Can I break the fourth high. wall? So no. Permission yes. to break the fourth wall. Okay, Kathy, you had this one earlier. What do you think of the Brooklyn Stout? I'm enjoying it. And it's a little bitter. A little bit bitter, but not so much so that I won't drink it. Well, <laughs> as we as we as we try not to to, to break the the recording equipment <laughs> as we fly it in here. Well, it's more like I was just. I know you're a stout lover, and I know that when it comes, you're not afraid of the you know the dark and foreboding beers and all of that. And she you've loves been in, You've been doing this for a couple, you know, I don't know, about an hour now or whatever, but you're also sort of milking it. So are you milking it because you have to drive home? Or are you milking it because... It's a sipping beer. It's okay. not one you can good. chug. It, it's got that little bit of bitter that's enough to make me slow down. Okay. Well, the two guys in the room like the bitter, I'm guessing. Is that the way it's... Yeah, I, and it's usually to me, I mean, you know what I mean? Generally, I don't go with any kind of, like, bitterness tends to put me out but it seems more i knew a girl like that once <laughs> once um but twice three times a lady okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it's it, like i said it's it's not putting me out because it's it's 
still, I, I can almost get a little bit of sweetness to it too at, um, at the very end. So I, I can probably see what Ian is talking about that more so it might be like a dark chocolate because you're getting a bitter and a sweet in there. And I like the blending of it a lot more. I think, what, like I said, what puts me off um, maybe more about the Chiffle is is that I'm getting more of a pronounced coffee and I'm not really a coffee person. I think I've had some coffee stouts that I've enjoyed because it, I've had ones where the flavor blends, where they've used it in the mix, but it's not um, as much of any kind of dominant or forward flavor, even one that's dubbed like a coffee stout. But that one I kind of, I don't know, I didn't latch as much. This is going to get me into trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think I can picture Cousin Max loving this beer. He does. Not, he oh. gets it at Trio like every time we go there. Oh. It's it's got that uh, that bitter finish that reminds me of what I don't like in a sour, and I think that that's maybe what I'm identifying with when I taste it. Um, again, it's I can respect it as a well crafted beer. I don't know that I ever need it again. Hmm. So cousin Max enjoys this beer, right? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you want to rub that in a little? Well, bit? right now it's uh, well. Hang on, I'm just gonna savor this next sip. That's all. All right. So I'm gonna ask mm. now. That was a very loud saver. That was good. <laughs> that was for Cousin Max. You just smack your lips? Or... I did. Okay. Have you listened to us play trivia on the podcast before? I, I think I missed the trivia episode. I'm very upset. There's listen... a couple. Uh, they get progressively more What screws obscure. me up now is that like Apple updated and took uh, the podcasts off of iTunes, and you have to get like a separate app now. Oh. I and have it just that makes app. it more annoying. I don't even have an iPhone, but I have a podcast app, so every Tuesday it automatically downloads to my phone. Yeah, there's a new one I found that apparently they're coming out with that's much, uh, it's got much better organization, Okay. apparently, as, as it was rated. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. I read it on like CNET that said, get this one, because Apple's podcast app is stupid. Okay, so well, what I we like to that, do sir. is that I'll ask the question, but then you and Ian each have a word or sound, I suppose, that you use to ring in if you would like to answer the question. Um, Ian, do you want the market cornered on Namaste, or would you like to branch out and try something new? Namaste sounds good. All right. So that's been his go-to. It's worked for him. He's been winning trivia a lot lately. Mm. At least Um, I've been answering it a lot. Okay, (laughs) true. Uh, Is there a word... I mean, usually when I play, I yell beer because I'm the beer mistress, but I'm not playing. I'm asking. So. I'm going to yell pants. You wanna, Pants. I like it. I'm going to yell pants. I would like to take a moment. Side note. Um, when I talked about breaking the fourth wall, we have alluded a few times to the fact that we sometimes have a studio audience. And right now we have a studio audience. And that is the, the lovely Kathy, who is uh, Rich Lee's beautiful girlfriend. Mm. And she is a stout lover. And that's why I wanted to have her way in on the Brooklyn Stout. So, and, and also porters. I would say actually more so porters. Agreed. Stouts, which could be, as you said, that you like that you like this one because it's not as, as I guess, would be thick as a stout. It's not as pronounced as a stout. Right. It's a little, it does seem more... Porter-ish. On a side note, one of my favorite bad names of all time is the Cole Porters, just because it's got <laughs> so many variations of what it could mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I won't say that this will be the last guest 
insight from a uh, studio audience mm-hmm. member because we do often have other beer lovers hanging out. So just be prepared that we just even don't though, have enough mics. Yeah, we just don't <laughs> have enough mics. And also, you know, the conversation can be tough to follow if there's too many people talking over each other. But that's true. Um, know that we have great friends who are beer enthusiasts who have wonderful things to say. So well, who just... doesn't want to come over for free beer? I mean, seriously. It's still working for you. So. Uh, hey, I'm still coming back. All right. So I'm going to ask the question. If you think you know the answer, you ring in with your keyword, which is mm-hmm. for you, Richley. Pants. And Ian? Namaste. <laughs> oh, that's the most peaceful I've seen you in days. He's so zen. All right. So I don't understand why we always rate things really high, and that makes me do math. So the first round is with five points apiece. Oh, good. All right. So... As of 2011, how many breweries worldwide are allowed to use the Trappist designation? Pants. Seven. Correct! Good job, Rich Lee. Damn. Woo! He comes that doesn't out include Trappist style, does it? No. Just... Just Trappist is... It's actually a very highly regulated... Yeah, it's like champagne. Yes, exactly. It is the beer version of champagne. Yeah. And but the, I know that there's a lot of beers that are Trappist-style ales. Which just means Abbey-style or... Yes. Yes. All right. What is a cask used by British brewers for delivery of a cask-conditioned beer to the pub called? There's a word for it. Hmm. British brewers deliver cask-conditioned beer to the pub in this object. What is it called? A casket. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, but you didn't ring in. <clears throat> uh, I know you've heard this word. I know you probably don't use it often. Man, that's a tough one. See what happens when I read in my downtime? See, here's I the know. problem: is Brits have weird words for everything. I know. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think of some weird Britishism word that would like chop down to the tube and see if you make it to the trolley. The knackers. None of the British words you just said were the right one. I know. Oh. Anybody? It's got to be a cast. I think we got like five seconds left on the clock, and then we lose. Yeah. Well, you're not going to lose points, but it's. I'll lose points, but not gain points. It becomes far less entertaining. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is a firkin? Oh. A firkin. Yep. But I thought a firkin was a. That is the cask that they use to deliver cask conditioned beer to the pub. I was too close to the word merkin. So why do they tap a firkin? Because you have to tapping a keg is just like opening it and through, right through the yeah. So you're just tapping a cask. You're tapping a cask that is used to bring casks to a bar. Well, but the cask that you're bringing was conditioned. The point is, you conditioned the beer in that cask, and in now you're firkin. taking it to a bar. But it's called a firkin, yes. Firkin, merkin. I've heard of frickin' Firkin. <laughs> frickin' Firkin, yeah. Yes. All right. So now that I have uh, put a little sour taste in your mouth in terms of Firkins, tell me this. How much does it hold? How much does it hold? Give it to me in either gallons or percentages of a barrel. Either or. Percentages of a gallon. Pants. All right. I'm going to say 27 gallons. I'm going to say that's not right, but we'll give you a, let's see who's closer. Ian, do you want to guess since there doesn't cost you anything to guess? Are we doing, are we doing like prices right, closest without going over? 
You don't want that to be the answer because you're already over. I, well, I had a feeling I was already over. <laughs> so less than 27, uh, 22. Ian. 22. 10.8. Wow. Was... Firkin is small. Maybe. I know Firkins are small. I don't think they're smaller than six. No, they are smaller than a six stool. Okay. So when we get that established draft system in the dining room that we're going to have someday, let's maybe do Firkins. But Firkins are almost always a gravity pour. That's true. Because it's cast. Which means that we don't need taps. Mm. True enough. You just need Jesus. I so. Do, but Jesus and gravity have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> I'm going to go with true on that. Unless, unless you're talking about like the gravity of the situation. Hey. In which case it was very serious. <laughs> what does the word hells mean in German? Smoked. Namaste. Smoked. No. <laughs> Negative five for Ian. Oh. Uh, we lose points? We, I don't know. We lose points. It's very arbitrary. I know. It, <laughs> it really is. This is called Shannon's is. Rules. In other words, Shannon no, makes up the I'm rules. No, actually, I'm going to say you don't lose points because it's less fun when you don't guess. So, no. It's still tie. Five for Richly. All right. Well, let me see if I... Ian. Well, I, gotta, I still have a guess. What does, what does Hells mean in Hells German? Hells mean in German. Hells mean... Uh, it is a descriptor for the beer, if that helps. Do you know anything about Hells? Um, let me see... Bacon. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say pants. Yes. Pants. Um, the German. answer is not pants. I know the answer is okay. not pants, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm gonna. It starts with the same two letters, though. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. Well, it starts with the same two letters. As pants. As pants. Patagonia. I don't know. Jeez. Oh, and that, there goes my thing. I was going to say maybe conditioned and then poor, and then that didn't go either way. Oh, pa, what power? This is like, I feel like I need, like, Wheel of Fortune. We're just like, let me see some Kathy, letters. Kathy, act it out for him. <laughs> <laughs> Mime it. I need interpretive dance. <laughs> me too. All right. Three. Man, two. we're just bad at trivia. Well, it's pale. Pale? Hells means pale. Really? Hells means Which, pale. Which, Ian, come on. When we were up in Doylestown, when we went to that fancy bar. I don't think I've ever had a Hells beer that wasn't smoky, though. I don't know. Okay, so no one gets this round. Oh, I'm thinking a Rosh beer. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, oh, Rosh beer is super smoky. That's so, I call that bacon beer. Yeah, it's that's super what I Super smoky. Of. Okay, you were thinking other oh, German words. Yeah. I love smoky beers. Okay, so, uh, side note. We were talking about that Downingtown pub that we went to that was just like a fantastic find. But Mom's awesome. Yeah. Ian has this habit of saying to the bartender, what's your favorite beer? Great, bring me that. And he went, they were having a sale on bottles because they wanted to change out like pretty much their entire fridge full of bottles. So Ian said, hey, Shannon and I are both drinking. Bring us a bottle. We'll share it. Whatever's your favorite. And he comes back with this Hell's beer. And we look at each other like, we don't really drink hell's beer but then the guy sells it so well and he describes why it's a great example of the style and, all, and we're like okay okay shush sh yes we'll, we'll have it um and he kept saying no if you don't like hell's i'll put it back we'll get you something else but i i really believe if you're gonna put your fate in the hand of the bartender let them do it yeah don't make him feel bad about um, it well, especially if he's able to give you like a description if he's not yes. some guy that goes i don't know this is one we sell a lot if he's able to actually yeah, convincingly yeah, yeah. Totally come out with with like you know with his own like inner PowerPoint presentation yeah. on on why he enjoys it, I'm gonna give it a shot. And neither of us loved it, but no. we did think that it was a good 
style of that. Beer. It was an excellent example of Hell's. It was a very good palate cleanser. I would serve it at a beer dinner in like a nice maybe shot glass, like a good two or three ounces, just to sort of clean it off, start it afresh, and be. It was. It was good. All right, end of round one. Your tie, five for each of you. Man, I didn't get anything right. Uh, you got closer. Yeah, closer on the firkin. Oh, that's true. On the firkin, way close. <laughs> Only because I already knew you were over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. I. I would rather just encourage you to get Man. someone to answer something. Okay, so uh, round two is worth ten. Krona, Legacy, and Pipkin are all types of what? Krona, Legacy, and Pipkin. Pants. Saisons? No. Damn. Namaste ales? No, barley. Oh. Hmm. I know we talked a lot with Berlin about types of barley, so I thought that that was... I I'm never allowed to read again. Look at me go. <laughs> well, you're asking all like the smart kid stuff that I know. you books to learn about. Oh, I love I don't this look question. I don't know about them book reading for my beer drinking. If you have ever watched a Netflix documentary on beer, you should know the answer to this. Oh, so good. You don't, well, even, you don't even have to read. The only thing I've been well, watching on Netflix has been you know Once that Upon a Time. I stay home every night <laughs> watching documentaries. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... <laughs> the melody of the English drinking song to Anakion in Heaven is better known by what? There is a song that you would know the melody of. It is a British drinking song called the Anakion in Heaven. The Anakion? Oh my god. Pants. Go ahead. Oh, say. On Old Lang Syne? I don't know. No. Oh. I was going to say the Star Spangled Banner. Yes! It is the Star wow. Spangled Banner. Damn. Ten points to Ian. You're ahead, friend. Okay, yeah, I can I was pretty sure I remember that the that our our revolutionary song was, was based on a English drinking song. It's well, that's like the story of, of Yankee Doodle Dandy. Well, I mean, to be like, honest, we were all Brits back then, anyhow. What songs did you know? Oh, okay, yeah. let's rewrite the lyrics to that song that's patriotic. Well, but Yankee Doodle Dandy was written in Britain as an insult because Yankee Doodle was basically like basically like a gay slur. <laughs> and they, uh, we took it and we were like, yeah, Yankee we Doodle. We sure are Yankees, yeah. you damn redcoats. <laughs> Makes it easier to spot in a forest. <laughs> well, yeah, and now we have They're walking camo. in a straight line. What do we do? Like, just run around them and shoot them. <laughs> they're wearing, behind they're them. wearing bright red. I mean, look, look the guy's like 6'3". It's a 6'3 really, bullseye. It's really interesting how battle tactics evolved because it used to be all like flanking maneuvers on cavalry and stuff. And then all of a sudden <coughs> it's like, hey, let's line up in a field and shoot at each other. And it's like yeah. the first person that finally like flanked somebody and shot them was just like a genius and also like <laughs> very not sportsmanlike. <laughs> no, you're not a man. I'm like, we're in war. I don't want to die. Yeah, there's no gentlemanliness in war. Well, there was once upon a time. But, but now I feel like there only be. was for that brief period of time when the English lined up in red coats and shot everybody. But that was like a well, like, like before a, that, it was like it the went, sneakier the, yeah. you were, the better. Like, you know, King Edward didn't it you know, went in phases because in the Civil War they still stood in lines and they still charged in lines. And yeah, because they were. Well, where are you gonna go? You're fighting in Nevada. There's also, no the trees. Civil War wasn't that much later. There was not. There was not Nevada fighting. In the Civil War. All right, I just want to make called sure. We... This is called exaggerating for a point. Okay, I just um, go on. I, I wanted to be a Civil War historian when I grew up. I know. Do not ruin this for me. She's really upset. She's like, "This is not how history went. We didn't right. fight." I'm like, "You know what? Next time we're gonna say, well, the Civil War in Hawaii." Um, <laughs> All right. 
We're almost Civil done. Civil War when we fought the French. Ian's ahead by 10. <laughs> no pressure. This is a 10-point question, and I'm sure you guys know this. All right? What is the name of the Viking god who drank from a horn that was said to contain all the seas of the world? Pants. Yes. Odin? No. Damn. Ian? A Viking god? Yep. I don't know. The only Viking word I know is Valhalla. What does that mean? That's the That's heaven the where heaven all the warriors go to, go warrior to and they drink mead all the oh time. Gosh, which is you guys weird. are terrible. Why did I bother reading stuff? I don't know. The answer is Thor. Oh, Thor was a damn it. Thor is like a minor that god. That was my Wasn't second he like guess. Was god? No, he was the god of thunder. He's a real god? Yeah, he was a real god. That's why I always Clearly call I don't read enough I thought comics. for sure right? you well, guys would know Thor. Well, oh, I knew yeah, Thor, I'm but so I... I'm so well they, read on my Well, honestly, to me, when I said he drank of all the seas, I'm like, well, that just sounds like something his dad would do, so... Sounds really thirsty. But also, because it sounds fulfilling. like something that's like you know, like obviously Hercules wouldn't do something that like that great, but Zeus would. So this was my yeah, Hercules would like then drink it all up and spit it into the stalls to clean them out. Yeah, <laughs> it's salty. It cleans. It's all right, cleanser. we are so running behind, so we're gonna hurry up and call this the tiebreaker. But Ian's ahead by ten, so this one's worth twenty-five. Twenty-five to make it twenty. Uh, Okay. Someone's Just a saying. betting man. All right. Just saying. Make it 20. These questions were 22 Either way, half. someone's going to win. Um, It's, again, going to be a who gets closest because they're more fun. At least you both uh, guess. All right. Okay. In ancient Egypt, the brewery owned by Pharaoh Ramesses gave how many bottles of free beer each year to temple administrators? Pants. Yes. 12. Okay. Ian? Namaste. 200. 10,000. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say, it's way more than 12. A year? Liters a year? I don't know. You can yeah. make a liter in a day. Oh, wait, liters? I actually thought I was more thinking no, of, like, how many, how many actual... Oh, like bottles. physical bottles. Of, okay. Because remember, during the Pharaoh times, they would pay the slaves right. in beer. Oh, because I, I thought you were saying leader. I thought you were saying, like, leaders. As Men, in, leaders. Yeah, leaders. That's what I was thinking. who are leaders. Okay. Either way, well, 12 people I don't know. and 10,000 bottles. It's like not nearly still, enough bottles. Yeah. Well, I feel, well, I just felt like he'd be do, keeping it the shit all himself right. and just kind of going that way. Congratulations. Uh, the first trivia of 2013 Man. is in the bag for you. God, I would have at least made it close if I would have guessed Thor. Never, never go against your gut when you're guessing for stuff. Uh, I will second that. Yes, yeah. he learned never that the hard way. Totally went against Christmas. my gut. I, I Thor was my first guess, and I thought that seems too obvious. You still would have lost. Maybe I it asked it because well, still, but it would have been closer. Question. I would have technically been in the lead going in the final round. I would have felt right, a little bit better about myself. Oh, all right, Ian. What do you think of the lady? Well, you know how I feel about ladies. And this is not a lady. This is just a beer. Brewed for a lady. Oh, that's my best, favorite, most... Kathy, try this. Tell this is a think. nice imperial style. This is I got, now, now I need to finish my, my, sure my Brooklyn here so I can oh, get this. Oh, are you the baby tomato today? I am the baby tomato. I'm enjoying it. It's a, like, 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 like Kathy said, it's a, it's a nice kind of sipping beer. You kind of get through that. Kind of taking well, it I all in. I tell you, but we're on a schedule. All right, <laughs> listen... Like you'll have to, it'll be richly after dark when he tries the Catherine beer. It's is that good. as good as Where's Ed that? after dark? Oh, I'm sorry. Look, All right. This is called a girlfriend that's helping, a.k.a. she wants more of the beer. Nice. It's called everybody wins. Yeah. yeah. All right, as long as someone this. gets home, everybody wins. Every, <laughs> someone or everyone. <laughs> All right. So. Here we go. Thank you for coming out again. I'm sorry it was not quite as exotic as the quack, but I'm glad That's, that we oh, got to pick you up that with some other one. fun things. I can't wait to just re-listen to both. And quack. I have a feeling that um, 
we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Or in 2013, it should be the year of Rich Lee. The year of Rich Lee. Uh, Suck on that, Maybe Max. Cousin Max is just going to work a little more. I'm not I'm sure. I'm totally starting to fight. I love it. With my butt. Because you guys the are like you... the, the Phillies-Mets rivalry, completely fabricated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to have like a magic off in the corner. No, I feel like... like it's not really a fight. <laughs> well, I, I would even compare it to like, it's like the Eagles-Redskins rivalry. There really isn't because the Redskins care more about the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. With my butt Eagles. chin glass. <laughs> so if you have any questions for us, it's been quite a while since we've done listener questions. Uh, maybe you have conquered your fear of hops and you have learned what to do with brewer's yeast so you don't need us so much anymore. Hello. But we are absolutely uh, loving your questions. And if you have anything you would like to write in, it does not have to be in haiku form. It can also be. <laughs> it uh, could totally be needs to be in haiku so form. Inclined. All questions for the next month in haiku form. <laughs> Find us on Twitter. I'm at Beer Mistress. At dashing underscore rogue. Follow them. Do it. And What's up promoting? I'm just promoting you guys now. Oh, he's fun all with you. The pickle, though. Yeah, he's fun with a pickle. <laughs> just because we love saying it. We giggle and we do. Um, Flap, baby. We are also at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. And we are starting to put up some fun things like photos. You can find us there if you'd like to book a dinner. Yeah, photos from mm. our beer dinners, some menus. We're also redoing our website, the dashingrogue.com website. We are going to... Um, let our webisodes kind of live on uh, YouTube for a little while. And at that point, we're going to use that extra space to show you a little bit more about what it is we do uh, in the realm of beer dinners because all of a sudden people are knocking down our doors. And you know what? We love to cook and do we it. love to tell you more about we're why beer goes. We're actually pretty good at it. And, we, and, I, and I think, I'm just throwing it out there, we did offer too our place or my place that you still don't know where it is, even <laughs> though... You were just there, which in your defense, you were very exhausted that weekend. There was yeah. another another full full weekend for the beer mistress. I'm not really but. sure why Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week is so scary. Because obviously if people met my weekends, they would understand that Saturday and Sunday and 40 hours is about the way it goes down. Oh, I, I worked a job where I was working, doing like uh, tech at a hotel, working 90 hours a week. When I went down to 40, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't that bad. Vacation. It's amazing. This is this is ridiculous. What am I going to do with all this time? Oh, I know. I'm going to be in six productions and work on a short film. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, crazy actors. That's what it does. It's fun. So I'm going to brush up on some more trivia for next time because, you I know I guess what? I will too. I'm going to have to read a book apparently before I come out the podcast. Now. I'm like, just going to start handing you guys books. I hate in. reading. <laughs> this is such a oh, lie. Oh, it could be like school. It could be like, hey. Here's your summer reading list. There might be some trivia questions about this topic. Next week. You're like the and teacher that hints like at a pop quiz. Well, because trivia questions could really be from anywhere. Well, I have a ton of trivia questions about things like Trappist and English drinking. Great. If you would like to. So we should probably. I, 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 I think just for me, we should try to find trivia questions of beer in the movies. Though I kind of think we're going to blindside Jordy and when she comes next week, not tell her that trivia is happening and see what her beer knowledge is as a baseline. Yeah. I'm at least glad I got five points. That seven was a pretty. I, I, yeah. That was, that was epic. And you started so high. I know. I started right out of the gate. All right, guys. We loved having <laughs> you like this week. Biscuit. Yep. Oh. I'm going to catch up and pass you at the end. Yeah, Damn. we need to stop now or it's just going to get rocked. I guess that means I'm glue now. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Rate <laughs> us on sausage. iTunes. And we love having you. Uh, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And richly deserve it. Can't wait till next time.